0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for watching. This is the Goat Movie Podcast. My name is Angel. I am Julius. This is a show where we love talking about movies, television, comics, pop culture, and anything that we're passionate about talking about. On this episode, we're going to be discussing WandaVision Episode 7 in complete detail, full-on spoilers. So feel free to get ready for the ride. We're going to be talking about this episode and all its glory. But before we get started... Julius, I want you to share your first impressions on Episode 7. What mm. did you think about it before we get into the nitty-gritty details? And after that, we will answer some of the live chat. So send your questions our way, and be sure to also email us any of your stuff to the goat podcast at gmail.com, and we'll dedicate an entire episode to you all because you make this community the greatest of all time. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Julius, your thoughts on episode 7 of WandaVision. Wow, man. You know, I honestly, uh, when
1: thinking about this episode, I liked it a lot. For me, my favorite episodes are definitely 4, uh, 5, and 6. Definitely. Uh, 4 was unbelievable. The way they introduced Monaco Rambo. 5 was great. How they brought uh, both tones in. Both the uh, the, uh, the throwback 80s tone, I believe, and the pursuit of Wanda Maximoff, and six was just a great Halloween episode. This one I enjoyed. I was hoping for something a bit longer. The episodes are hopefully getting longer at this point, and, um, I I thought it was really good, but I just was hoping for something a bit more, um, I guess unpredictable, because everyone has been theorizing what's been going on behind the scenes, especially mm-hmm. with the character of Agnes. And you get a lot of dimension towards her character in this episode. You get a lot of reveals towards her character. And if you're on the internet, you're probably not going to be shocked you know, <laughs> yeah. by what happens here. Um, so I felt like that was actually a bit of a letdown, to be, to be honest. The fact that it went in the direction that everyone thought that it was going rather than in a completely different one. But mm. I still enjoyed the episode. I thought that it worked. And I'm hoping we get more insane Wanda. I mean, even Juan oh, yeah. just commented saying, Oh, we knew. <laughs> <laughs> Eyebrows raised up. We knew. We knew. <laughs> <You>
0: know, <laughs> 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 That's exactly right. Well, I absolutely love this episode as I do with every single WandaVision episode. I think Every single one of them have been consistent in quality. And I just, I love it. I think the only bad thing about WandaVision so far is waiting a week for the next episode. That's how good this show is, is the wait time. And also, whenever (laughs) I get so upset... Whenever we see that Please Stand By screen, it's so upsetting. But that's a testament to how good the show is because it it hooks you and you're just invested in the story and you just don't want out of it. You want to stay in the reality of the MCU and I think that's how good the show is. And this episode, I actually felt like this is exactly what I look like thinking that Reed Richards was showing up as the aerospace engineer. Here's what I look like by the end of the episode. This is me. (laughs) <laughs> that Come this on. is me and this will forever be me thinking Just that Reed Richards was going to show up but I'm actually kind of hoping oh, I'm hoping Julius I'm hoping you look Julius like a Clown you look like a clown look-, <laughs> look look if we were if if people were right about Agatha Harkness showing up then my hopes are high to see Reed Richards show up my hopes are high to hopefully see you know a Spider-Man in there whether it be Andrew Garfield whether it be Toby Maguire my hopes are high if we see maybe an X Men character like Patrick Stewart, Charles oh, Xavier, well, bro. or Magneto, who knows? Who knows, that's like, right? That's like saying, "Hey, man, let's go to
1: let's just go to Mars without equipment. <laughs> it's a planet. We can breathe on
0: Earth. That's a planet. Let's do it." Come I on, know it, it. It could be far fetched to see those characters, but I think the way that they end up connecting everything i think whether we see a charles xavier whether we see a magneto spider-man whoever it be i Uh feel like it will always warrant the story because that's how the mcu rolls baby that's how it always is whatever character they're utilizing it's always there they're there to serve a purpose it's not a gimmick it's not hey that's somebody we know epic no not always a gimmick let's be fair it's It's there too right (laughs) <laughs> They're there to serve the story um, So I just I, I'm hoping for the best The Agatha Harkness right. reveal was crazy That song has been stuck in my head All week long It's been Agatha all along Dude I it's been driving me nuts I feel like Wanda herself I feel like Wanda herself Just <laughs> hearing the music all the time Seeing the police stand by I need therapy I think I need yeah. therapy but this show is so damn good I, I thought this episode was magical I thought it was insidious the The reason why I say it's magical is because the way it started off tonally was reminiscent of what shows modern family and also the office, which are two great mm. classic sitcoms, my friend. I absolutely love the office, and I know you do too. The office is amazing, right? Well, modern you know, family is hysterical. Well, I gotta say, I actually wore this shirt. <laughs>
1: in honor of the office because i was actually missing some of that office flavor in this i felt like this was much more of like the modern family episode rather than the office um it just it like there were portions where it felt exactly like modern family and it probably helps that it was by abc a disney company and broadcasting network so they probably got, probably had the same cinematographers from Martin Family come over, <laughs> and say, "Hey, man, you're on the payroll." So there you go. Um, I was actually hoping for more of that Office flair, personally.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we got it in the intro, which I, which I instantly recognized, and I loved, man. I'm telling you, I, I loved hearing those notes that you know it reminded me of the Office. But mm-hmm. a lot, of, a lot of the flavors of the Office were here. You know, because I felt like Modern Family was a riff of The Office in terms of the mockumentary style, the mm-hmm. filmmaking, breaking the fourth wall. percent. Yeah. I, I think The Office was definitely the one that pushed all the other shows like Parks and Rec, like Modern Family to right. take to take that style and tell stories in that way. So I okay. love that this episode did that with that style. And I love that tonally, it completely shifted 180 degrees, and we got that basement scene that was very reminiscent of David Fincher's Zodiac, which, I mean, this... I wish I was there with you, man. (laughs) I I wish I was there with you. For those of you who remember correctly, this scene in David Fincher's Mm -hmm. Zodiac is absolutely chilling, probably one of the most suspenseful scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I love that, and I love that the ending of this episode reminded me of that. I also love that this episode gave us clear answers as to what's going on, and I also love that we got to see a lot of range from all the actors in this show. Julius, what do you think about the talent that this show has been displaying in terms of acting? Well, I mean, it's
1: great. I mean, like, the the whole series has been filled with great performances, uh, 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 performances oh damn performances that should be nominated for awards i mean wanda uh, elizabeth olson i think is increasingly getting better uh, there's a lot of subtlety within her, her performances uh, very funny subtleties and very dramatic ones and i think they're they're all great she's for me the standout definitely whereas i feel the uh, performance of someone like uh i forgot the actress's name she plays monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. i think she tayona paris that's right and she Mm -hmm. fits completely in the like avengers setting you know she could definitely just slip on into one of those films and it would feel natural and it'll probably happen (laughs) down the line
0: absolutely i love that you bring up tayona paris because i think honestly out of the four here that we see we see elizabeth olsen we have Uh katherine Hahn, tayona paris and paul bettany I honestly think, like, Monica Rambeau has been stealing the show, to be honest. I love her personality. I love her origin story now. You know, this uh-huh. episode gave us the birth of a new superhero in the MCU. How could one not be excited, you know? But in terms of the acting, I felt mm-hmm. like this episode was probably the best representation of everybody giving it their all. In terms mm-hmm. of Catherine Hahn, you know, giving us that reveal. Elizabeth Olsen, you know, kind of she's so cynical in this episode and it seems like she really does feel that there is, everything is meaningless. I I just love the way that she was expressing it. You know, it really does feel like she is showcasing aspects of depression. And I just think it's phenomenal acting on her part. I think Paul Bettany getting into the style of Martin Family and also, you know, The Office breaking the fourth wall and all that and having that uh, uh, innate wit and charm to him. I'm just so impressed by all of them that I honestly could just watch this show just like enjoying their performances because it is an absolute blast. And like I mentioned, we also get answers, clear answers in this episode (laughs) as to what is going on. And I also love that not only is this once again a puzzle within this MCU, but Mm -hmm. as a sitcom, it also works. Just on that notion itself, we see right. Wanda experiencing kind of a quarantine, stayca- staycation, which I think, you know, all of us could not relate to that more because of what we've all experienced this past year. So I really love that we get to see her kind of have like this manic breakdown, man. I, I really did enjoy this episode a lot. And again, I love that it is another example of just showcasing Wanda's mental instability her pain, her trauma, and also kind of telling the audience that sometimes if we let our fears get the best of us, what we tend to do as people is we kind of project these borders that create this false reality of happiness. And that's just not the way to go about life. In order for you to overcome something that you're experiencing, whether it be tragic or not, something simple, it's important for you to face the truth, see that as reality, and build yourself slowly but surely, and of course, with support. And that's why I love this show. Because it mm. for me, it, it, it's, it's, it cuts deeper. It cuts on a deeper level, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I really wish that I had
1: loved the episode like you did. I, and I don't want my hang-ups of missing the office element, because I know you feel it was there. I don't feel it was as there as uh, you, you may. I just wish that I loved it more, honestly, because I felt like I saw a lot of and it's probably has a lot to do with the fact that everyone is speculating about what is going to happen in the goddamn shell <laughs> including <laughs> us to the point where some things become less shocking um unfortunately you know i just wish i was more like for example that evan peters moment shocking Monica bow's introduction shocking right yes, the the yes. the scene with vision in the head and everything shocking whereas this i feel like okay this feels more like setup to me mm-hmm. and i i feel like if we're gonna talk about the office once again i feel like what this was the the reason i feel like it's missing so much of the office's elements is because it, it's not satirizing the office it's satirizing modern family what made the office such a great show is that it uses subtlety And obviousness, at the same time, and Mm -hmm. a lot. And I watched your review, your very quick review. A lot of that is due to Michael Scott, right? It a lot of it has to do with Steve Carell's performance and the nuances within his portrayal of that character, and and the way that the scripts are written. And I felt like this was missing that because they weren't exactly trying to homage that. They were, if I swear to God, this was like the ABC production episode, or it's like Mm -hmm. because they're doing Modern Family here. And I felt more at the very end, where she goes into that basement. I felt like that was definitely more of like a once upon a time type set. It kind yeah. of even looked like one of those sets on the show where it's yeah. like a fairy tale. You know, it's it's the um,
0: or American it's Horse the fantasy.
1: Boy. Yeah, man. I, I felt like it was more that. Uh, and and that's cool and everything. I'm just hoping that we get a better payoff to what's going to happen. I, I'm I feel like what she what Agatha Harkness when she explains herself and is like oh uh, this is going to happen and I'm going to do this I hope they do more unpredictable turns rather than uh, you know just what is happening
0: yeah yeah and I agree I think what's going to happen is that payoff is going to be very rewarding because I think their mm-hmm. building blocks are already there for me personally I feel like they're setting up something so great and here's how I know why because we have a new supervillain in town, Julius. And guess mm. who that new supervillain is in the MCU? It's what everybody experienced before <laughs> trying to play it at midnight. It's the we're currently experiencing slow internet connection speeds. Please check to see that you're still connected to the internet. And try again, error code 76. We got a new MCU baddie in town. This show is number one in the world. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why the acting, everything. The production design. The storytelling. Everything. Uh, everything about it, I, I completely love. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, <laughs> just before starting the episode, I, I was so, so upset because I was like, what is going on? Everybody get off WandaVision. I'm trying to watch the show. I'm trying to see whether this all leads and how it connects to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man 3. That's what this, all is, this is all about, man. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. But I think, yes, it's exciting to come up with these theories and speculations as to what's going to happen. If Reed doesn't show up, if an X-Men character doesn't show up, <laughs> I'm not gonna be pissed. I'm not gonna be pissed. And here's why. Because for me, the point I'm of not this buying show that <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm be I'm not pissed. buying that at all. The point of this <laughs> you show had an opportunity and you blew it. <laughs> the point of this show for me, WandaVision, is to showcase the fallen hero story arc for me right. with with Wanda. And we've already got glimpses of that in this episode, which we'll talk about when we get into the nitty-gritty details of this episode. But first, let's get to our live chat from the very beginning. For those of you who have been watching, thank you so much. We really appreciate every single one of you. You are a part of this community, and your reason why this podcast is the greatest of all time. So let's start off with some comments here. We have Harrison the Chad showing up. (laughs) basically saying hello, thank you so much Harrison we uh, really love that you join us all the time we got Geek Vibes Nation, Juwan in the house he says love you guys, Juwan from Geek Vibes Nation it's late here, but just checking in to say we've known it was Agatha since episode 1 now we need Mephisto, lol (laughs) have a great show guys, yeah I couldn't agree more we gotta see Mephisto, we gotta see it we gotta see him Julius, what do you think?
1: You know, at this point, I'm not too sure. Actually, it feels like uh Evan Peters' character is more of a henchman. In that revelation, when it's Agatha being like, "Yeah, I did this all and everything," it's very clear that Evan Peters is a manifestation of her. You know, brought and brought to and created by her. So I'm. is Mephisto even going to be in the show? Is it going to have anything to do with Evan Peters? I feel like death has a very strong theme throughout the show, the series so far. So it's very possible and it would make sense to show him here, but does it have anything to do with these enemies as of now? Are they even enemies? I mean, she's been acting like a caretaker. Maybe she's just the final step in Wanda losing her mind even further, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Or you know, uh, people thought you know that was the knee-jerk reaction. Hey, you know that's not Evan Peters' Quicksilver. That's just a manifestation of what Agatha is creating with her spells. But I don't know, man. I don't know. You never know. You never know. It it, it could be Evan Peters' Quicksilver. It could. Mm-hmm. She could just be controlling him the same way that she's controlling Wanda with her purple spell. Right. Who knows? Who knows right. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Harris in the chat says next episode is going to be 48 minutes long. That's great news. Honestly, (laughs) there was news. Like somebody reported that the next, the last three episodes of WandaVision was going to be one hour long. And I was so excited about that because a three hour WandaVision movie, yes, on top of everything that we've gotten. I was so excited, Julius. But to find out last episode, episode seven, was like, (laughs) what, 32 minutes, 36? Man, now I have trust issues forever forever rumors (laughs) these nerds on twitter shut up
1: (laughs) lying they're just straight i don't know if you look up i'm sorry just one second but if you look up on youtube the type in wandavision all these fake ass thumbnails like terrible photoshop man it's like oh my
0: god people do anything i'll do anything yeah yeah yeah. harrison says lol kia ora is mari new zealand native language for hello You learn something Ooh. new every day. Honestly, I didn't even want to try pronouncing what you put in the first place. So, Harrison, thank museum. you so much for that knowledge. Love that new knowledge, man. Hey, yes. congrats. I want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, me new too. Zealand <laughs> is absolutely beautiful. I'm Sounds to great. Go there, man. Sounds normal. <laughs> Travis says, you guys are killing it with these streams. Thank you so much, Travis. Really appreciate you, that, man. Friend. Can't wait to collaborate with him once again uh akansha jaiwal says can mcu made can mcu make quicksilver movies julius do you see that happening in the future uh no i don't think so i think uh, he'll i don't even know if that's even quicksilver at this
1: point you know i don't know if the the, the quicksilver we knew is coming back i don't even know if this is going to be quicksilver we'll probably see more quicksilver but i don't uh, he'll probably show up in films but i doubt he'll get his own movie if anything, yeah. maybe like a series on Disney Plus or maybe like a, an annual type of deal. You know, they're getting the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So maybe they could do something like that. Maybe like um, like an April Fool's Day <laughs> type yeah, deal yeah. with Quicksilver. Um, but I don't know. I, all I know is that I want to see the, the Aaron Taylor Johnson one and the Evan Peters one
0: race. Because I yes. think that would be cool oh please yes yes like in a yeah. what if episode or something like a live action what if yeah. episode or I in the show fantastic whatever yeah. or or in this show yeah yeah if, if wanda can make something a reality make that a reality um in terms of a solo quicksilver movie would i watch one with evan peters quicksilver uh, yes without a doubt like that's something <laughs> that i've been dying to see since we first saw his introduction in x-men days of future Pla- uh, past thank you Blast, so much for the question blaster. <laughs> Thank you so much for the question, Akansha. You are awesome. Tony Medellin joins the chat, says, I've got to hand it to Marvel. When you have a show that's number one in the world, has fans coming back for more every week, having tons of discussions and theories, and there still hasn't been a huge MCU fight, that says something. Yeah, that I couldn't have something. said it better myself. I couldn't have said it better myself. You're exactly right, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts. Travis says, "How about the fake out with the credits? Didn't know there was going to be a uh, post-credit scene." <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Julius? Were you expecting a post-credit scene or did it catch you off guard? It caught me off guard, and I
1: was I was thinking, "Okay, well that's going to be it for Evan Peters in this show." But he's <laughs>
0: like, "Nope." I still got some style, and here we are.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 can't wait till we talk about the post credit scene at the very end of this show. But I just want to say right off the that, this is my favorite that Evan Peters has ever looked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just look at him, bro. <laughs> when it's he like showed like up hipster. on screen, oh my God.
0: I was, I was dying, bro. I was telling my brother, I was like, why does Evan Peters Quicksilver look like the embodiment of gentrification, like showing up at yeah, Highland Park? Seriously. Or <laughs> He
1: looks like he's about to go get some boba.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Great question, Travis. Or great comment, man. Cody Castillo says, Jennifer Lawrence as Sue Storm? No! <laughs> oh, I heard this rumor. Yeah. yeah. This, How this do you is, feel about a, that? This is a rumor that's come out. Um, I actually wanted to do a whole video on this, but I'll just share my mm. my just instant thoughts. Jennifer Lawrence as Sue Storm I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. She's not my first choice, though. My first choice as Sue Storm is Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, to me, is one of my favorite actresses working today, right? If you check out her work in Looper, check out her work in Edge of Tomorrow, check out her work in um, Sicario with Denis Villeneuve, she is a powerhouse, right? Mm -hmm. So her as Sue Storm would be amazing. Her tag teaming with her husband John Krasinski would be ideal, right? That's my first choice. Jennifer Lawrence, I think, is also another exceptional actress. I I, yeah. I can't I can't lie on this show here. No, cool. I, I would never I would never lie to our viewers here, Julius. Jennifer Lawrence is an exceptional actress, an Oscar-winning actress, and deservingly so. But why Angel? Well, if you check out her work in Silver Linings Playbook. End of discussion. End of discussion. She blew me away in Silver Linings Playbook. In Winter's Play- Bone. Yeah, Winter's Bone. Now, Also, I-, I love her as Katniss Everdeen. I love what she was able to do in the Hunger Games franchise. Some movies yeah. were hit and miss, but Catching Fire was absolutely fire. She was fantastic. <laughs> she was fantastic in Catching Fire. She's literally fire. <laughs> yeah, so if the MCU got her... Uh, yeah, I, I would be like, well, yeah, Kevin Feige's kind of a genius. They only get nothing but talent. You can never go wrong with talent. Never. Especially Brian. with Jennifer Lawrence in the MCU, uh, you know, with Kevin Feige kind of steering the direction of that ship, they got it down. So if she's in there, I, I love that choice. Honestly, uh, Julius, what do you think about Jennifer Lawrence as Sue Storm?
1: Well, my first instincts were, oh, that's odd. Um, not because I don't like the choice, not because I'm against the choice. Uh, it's unexpected, mainly because of the trajectory of Mystique within the X-Men films that she was in. Uh, obviously, there's the common criticisms, especially later, <laughs> later down uh, the line with Mystique in the X-Men movies, it, that Jennifer Lawrence just didn't seem to care. I thought she was really good in Days of Future Past. I thought that's yes. where she was really bringing her A game as a mistake mm-hmm. in the uh, first class. I thought she was cool. She was more like you know young and fun and everything. In the later two, she it just felt like she didn't really want to be there, and you could tell because of the the lack of makeup. I felt, um, but with this, I'm not completely. I'm well. I'm not against it. It's not just not my first choice. I think she mm-hmm. would be incredible in the role. Actually, I think she's a great phenomenal actress i mean her in um silver linings playbook or her in american hustle like that's the first movie i thought of uh, american hustle with her in it i thought she's she was phenomenal in that role as the uh this trashy you know wife of christian bale you know the mother of his kid i thought she was phenomenal so i'm pretty sure she would kill it uh Mm -hmm. but in terms of choices because you brought up Emily Blunt I always thought the actress from The Departed would be phenomenal as an older Sue Storm uh, she was also in Godzilla King of the Monsters as Millie Bobby Brown's mother I thought mm-hmm. she would be phenomenal like yes that that is Sue Storm if we're going for a bit of an older cast she would be my choice and I'm sorry I don't know her name right now but I think she would be phenomenal but Jennifer o. Lawrence I'm not going to boycott the film <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know yeah yeah look you just can't take away the talent that she has honestly all the movies that we've mentioned you know i think especially silver linings playbook she's she can act she can act yeah, and if you give can. her if you, if you give her a great script under a great director you're going to get a fantastic character right. forgive me for the pun forgive me you're going to get a fantastic character what? she's going to be <laughs> she she would be a legendary sue storm Given the right material You mentioned Jennifer Lawrence In the X-Men franchise as Mystique I never felt like It was completely her fault For the character kind of Losing quality I felt like that was the writing's fault M- I yeah, like maybe, no, I maybe you would agree with that no, I completely
1: come on apocalypse, Dark Phoenix. I mean, <laughs> that's not on the same level as something like dark, uh, days of future past. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I feel like days of future past in watching it recently, though, her involvement is minimal. And though maybe she wasn't the right one to be the like the center of it all like, you know, like, oh, we need to find I feel like she's utilized. Correctly, And I think Mm -hmm. her performance, like that scene where she's being dragged (laughs) with the bullet in her leg and she's begging for her life. I think she's phenomenal in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And look, she is acting with not just nobodies. She's acting opposite Michael Fassbender. Mm -hmm. She's acting opposite Christian Bale in in American Hustle. Like, what? Jesus. (laughs) Like, you know, she's up there. She's up there right now. In, 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 in today's time, she's up there, and I'd be for it. I, I trust Kevin Feige. I trust the people who are the casting directors out there. I yeah. trust it because they've and been I'm excited. Consistent.
1: And I'm excited for that next film. Sorry for thing I'm excited for that next film she's doing with Leonardo
0: DiCaprio on uh, Netflix. Yes. Very yeah. excited for that. Yeah, I'm I'm also very excited for that. They're working with Adam McKay, and mm-hmm. you know Adam McKay has been putting out some great films as well you know working with Christian Bale um, oh. and also Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling. I can't wait for that project. So, yeah, look at that again. Jennifer working with Leo DiCaprio. Leo. Uh, like come Leo, on, man. all right? <laughs> yeah. And come then on, and man. then say,
1: then they'll get Leo as uh, Mr. Fantastic and some people yeah. will either be for <laughs> that or against that, see?
0: <laughs> nah, get Leo as see a See how villain. that works. Yeah. Get oh, Leo as get a him villain in there too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Marcellus Durden 182 joins the chat Thank you so much for watching man Really appreciate you He says J-Law is great I don't understand the hate right now She was great in American Hustle When I look at my ri- microwave I think of J-Law <laughs> And space of his- <laughs> Yeah Yeah you're exactly right man You're exactly right I, I completely agree I don't understand the hate At all Because the-, the-, the talent is there the, the, the talent speaks for itself the resume speaks for itself yeah I mean a bunch of sims <laughs> Yeah. the show no one <laughs> asked for joins the chat thank you so much Daniel what's going on he says they never miscast regarding the MCU <clears throat> yes something I've said so many times they never miscast they, they <clears throat> have never miscast to me if you're talking about Mickey Rourke and Iron Man 2 for me that's the writing For me, that's the performance. Casting, you get Mickey Rourke in your film? Mickey Rourke (laughs) from The Wrestler? Yeah. Yeah, that's talent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They've never miscast. It's always 110% in the MCU. I agree.
1: I feel like uh, some people may bring up uh, certain characters and actors that were utilized in ways they weren't expecting like for i could see someone saying ben kingsley as the mandarin is completely mm. miscast even though i don't think it is it's just not the way you were expecting that story to plant pan out yeah. you know i mean and i felt like he was great very greatly intimidating and funny when <laughs> when he showed up as the mandarin and trevor yeah. <laughs> and I hope he is in uh Shang Chi with the Mandarin. Yeah. The real Mandarin in there as like a
0: like a jester oh, yeah. or something for the real Mandarin. Oh yeah, with the ten rings. It, it's gonna be truly legendary. I tell you that, it's gonna be legendary. Asia Renee joins the chat. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you for joining and sharing. Thank your you, Asia. The Office is one of the funniest shows of all time. It is a gem. Yep. Spot on. Spot on. It's one of my favorite T V shows of all time. It instantly makes me feel better. Uh, I could watch. I could throw on any episode, and I'm just, I'm, I'm happy. I'm bold
1: move, bold statements <laughs> for a man who never watched the season after Michael Scott left. Oh, oh. <laughs> bold that, statement.
0: Because that's when The Office ended, my friend. Died. That's when The Office ended. No, I'm joking. That's when it ended. When, when Michael Scott left, that's when I knew. Okay, th- that's it. <laughs> because to me, Michael Scott was was the heart. He was the heart of that show I agree and when he left I said this this is my <laughs> bye <laughs> this this is I'm gone now too but uh Goodbye, you know who knows who, who knows maybe one day I will continue and, and finish the end of the series but no that to me is where I was like this is the end of the show I'm right done I'm it done. feels right I, and I agree with that I, I remember when that episode came out
1: I cried and even though I wasn't A big fan of where it went after that i did get choked up by the very end of the show the finale i thought they Mm -hmm. really did do everything they could to save it in the finale and
0: those who watch the office know exactly what i'm talking about yeah Exactly. Uh, so this will be the last live chat question that we take until we dive into the nitty-gritty details of this episode. But keep sending in your thoughts and your questions, everybody. I promise we will get to all of them. Let's end off with this one before we continue the discussion of WandaVision Episode 7. Asia Renee says, Did you guys notice Wanda keeps getting sadder on the recap? Mm. I did. I did, yeah. We, we definitely are seeing her, her mind what? deteriorate slowly um, as every episode progresses. And specifically with this episode, every time we saw her break the fourth wall and kind of give us like that modern family style... Right, you just see her mind just continually breaking, and and just she just couldn't handle anymore. She didn't even want to kind of be around her kids. She was kind of like, "Yes, Agatha, you or yes, Agnes, you can take them and take care of them. I need a staycation, quarantine break. I'm just done. Everything's meaningless. You know, I don't know what's going on with my husband. She just was very aloof and just yeah, so deep down in her thoughts that yeah, I completely noticed that for sure. And yeah. I, that's actually a great segue into the. All the details of this episode. And I want to start off here with actually the intro of WandaVision, episode 7. Julius, we've had some great intros of WandaVision so far. We've had, you know, references from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. We've had Malcolm in the middle. We've had Brady Bunch. We've had now Modern Family, which you can totally tell here. You got WandaVision (laughs) here created by... Wanda Maximoff herself. So yeah, they won't get com- sued. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> completely, you know, riffing off of Modern Family, which I mean, I completely love. Julius, <laughs> what did what did you think about the intro of this episode here? I thought it
1: was it was very telling of the mindset and what was going to be happening within the episode. It was frame after frame of just the word Wanda. Like, Wanda, 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 Wanda. And she's on her own. It shows how she feels. She understands that she is truly alone. Nothing in this world that she has created is real. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was fantastic. And pretty, uh, like, dark. Especially considering the juxtaposition of the happy song. And the light imagery. But there's just something about the word Wanda. That is kind of sad now you know that it has this sad Mm -hmm. connotation to it especially with everything that's happened or threatening the government saying like get get lost get (laughs) lost i'm being nice this is now this is not the united states anymore this is now a sovereign nation this is my Mm -hmm. world you know (laughs) i pulled a kim on this shit all right (laughs) and uh you know i think that it was it was really cool uh it's probably it, thematically, it's up there for me, but I still love the Malcolm in the Middle one. I love the earlier episodes, you know, yeah. the, the 50s and 60s era. I love those. Definitely.
0: Yeah, same here. I think the catchiest song out of all of them is WandaVision, WandaVision. <laughs> and it's like, geez, man, They the MCU really has me programmed here at work, you know, just singing WandaVision <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but Cody Castillo joins us. Thank you so much, Cody. You're awesome. Cody. Hey, Cody is is a goat. Cody is a goat. He says, yes, when she says previously on WandaVision, her voice gets sadder. Ah, I see. Mm. I see. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but that makes sense. Uh, You know, there's a lot of – this show is so – they are so particular with their details. You know, sometimes you don't catch everything. You know, I'm sure there's an article out there that says, like, 35 things you missed in WandaVision. Right? Right. Uh, And then like, we'll read it, and I'm sure we didn't catch it on the first time. But that's what I love about this show is that they are so focused on inserting all these details that will enhance your experience upon a second watch. For example, and this one I caught. For example, when we saw Wanda in her house eating some cereal, Mm. what did that cereal say? It was Sugar Snaps brand, Mm. which... What is this a reference to, Julius? This is a reference to... Uh, the diabetes rate within our country. <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, a reference to the snap that Thanos mm. caused. The ultimate villain. The ultimate cinematic villain wiping out half of the universe. Which I thought was <laughs> a really nice little nugget that we got to see. Of course, it's another representation of the trauma that Wanda has experienced Herself. And I love that. I love that we get those little clues and stuff like that. Honestly, I wouldn't even give her sugar snaps. I would give Wanda some cocoa puffs because she is cuckoo in this episode, man. Uh, <laughs> you give her something because- boring like raisin bran, just to calm the fuck down. <laughs> raisin bran. <laughs> oh man. But ending <laughs> off with the intro, there was actually A message in the intro and i want to ask what you thought about this julius in the intro it says i know what you are doing wanda do you think what do you think this could be referring to who could be saying this to wanda could she be speaking to herself what do you think i think that's creepy man that is bizarre i just noticed that now
1: (laughs) um it could very well be the, what the rev, the tease to the revel, revelation? Excuse me, revelation of this episode, which is Agnes is pulling the strings, so, and she's definitely being that way in this. It could be someone else. It could be us, the audience, or the audience of Sword. You know, and yes. just all these different elements filtering into her new vision of this world. And I think that that's creepy. I mean, that's maybe one of the most dark things we've seen within the show so far just imagine seeing that you know like you're creating this whole thing this whole community everything and then you get someone who's like i know i know what this is yeah I know you yeah
0: I definitely thought that this was an eerie message. I mean, it looks like one of those ransom notes that somebody put together uh, some villain. Uh, And honestly, I think this this could honestly be anybody. You know? (laughs) It could be her. (laughs) It could be her. It could be her speaking to herself. It could be Mephisto. You know, it could be, you know, an ally. Maybe it's Doctor Strange. You know, I know what you're doing, Wanda. It could be Agatha herself. Um, It could be Mephisto. Or it could be Ultron. You know? It could be Mm -hmm. Ultron who is, you know, part of yeah. that reality since everything is ca- all connected to old channel stations and all stuff like that. I don't know how it would work, but you know, I'm thinking whoever is fabricating this reality, which we learned it is Agatha helping, you know, keep it all intact,
1: perpetuate the uh, vision, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um and and you know, speaking her speaking to her and saying I know what you're doing, you know, I feel like it does like you said perpetuate her fantasy and keeping it alive. And I think that's what makes the message kind of just eerie, man. Yeah. Very unsettling. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on from the intro. Let's talk about the interaction between Darcy and vision. So we learned (laughs) that Darcy (laughs) is now part of the circus. My God, she is an escape artist, which I thought was so funny because in the episode before we saw her trying to get out of the handcuffs (laughs) Trying to avoid the Hex itself. So how clever is that? She's part of the circus. She's an escape artist. And what do we see next? We see Vision wake her up. And Vision mm-hmm. is like, hey, I have questions. And Darcy's like, well, I have answers. <laughs> Which, we're, we're all Vision, man. We can all relate to Vision. We have <laughs> questions. Julius, what did you make of this uh, pairing here? Was it, you know, because we were expecting these two to come together together. Was this kind of – did it meet your expectations? Were you underwhelmed by it? Or did you feel like it it served a purpose for this episode here?
1: Well, it served its purpose, right, which is to get him to where he needed to be and to Mm -hmm. fill him in so we could see, okay, the Vision is learning about the real world, what happened to him. He's taking it remarkably well to learn that he died twice and now he's been forcibly resurrected against his own wishes, mind you. Uh, mm-hmm. So so I'm curious you know where that's gonna go for him. but as for the pairing, it's like, hey man, she's with another Avenger. she's teaming up with another Avenger man. yeah and uh, she she knows quite a few people involved in the superhero community, including now Monica Rambeau. yeah, so just 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 put her in the in the team. Yeah <laughs> yeah, exactly. She knows James <laughs> Foster, you know like she knows she's well versed within uh, that culture. Yeah, so, I always think that's cool.
0: Yeah, seeing Darcy and Vision together, I thought this was such a great pairing. And seeing him wake her up was exciting as well. And here's why. It's because I don't want Darcy to be the last person that Vision wakes up. I want him to wake up Evan Peters' Quicksilver. Because I'm still hoping, <laughs> I'm still exactly. hoping that it is the Fox version of Quicksilver. And so here's what could happen if he wakes him up. If he wakes him up, maybe we can get him you know, panicking like Norm in a previous episode and thinking about his family immediately. So who will Evan Peters Quicksilver mention? He could mention Charles Xavier. Where's Charles? He could mention, where's my father? Magneto. You know, and I think <laughs> was just – extra screen time in <laughs> Dark Phoenix? <three minutes? laughs> yeah. And I feel Where like – Where was my, my- script? <laughs> where was my leg? They broke my leg in, in <laughs> Dark Phoenix. Um, I honestly feel like if he, if he just drops those names, it could be exhilarating for the audience. Because what could that mean? Maybe that version of Magneto and Xavier will come and rescue him because they know that he's been kidnapped or something like that. So that would be awesome. But also him waking up, and it's that version of Quicksilver, we can get an iconic scene, another iconic scene where he is – saving everybody in the hex and oh, rushing them out. Man, that would be as, freaking... Right? Right? <laughs> you know, what? like, Hayward is like, I'm going to drop uh, an atomic bomb on them or something like that, right? You know, something like General Ross Let's would do. Jersey. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And we find that out. And in the inside, Quicksilver's like... Or Monica's like, Hey, uh, Hayward is going to drop a bomb here. And Qu- Quicksilver's like, Don't worry, I got this. And they play Sweet Dreams are made of this. And he gets everybody out of the hex. How freaking exciting would that be?
1: I, I think it would be freaking awesome. If, <laughs> right? if, I mean, I do want to see the new the new scene where it's him running because we need that. You don't bring him in and not do that, you know. I, even in something like Dark Phoenix, he had a cool one where it was like in space, you know, very quick. But I need something to redeem. Like him just being brushed off. You know, it, it, I remember his last line in Dark Phoenix. was like, hey, no running in the halls. So, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> just give me the check, all right You know, I, I remember him saying that. And uh, I really hope we get that scene. Maybe he's the hex is expanding and he's saving yes. people, rushing them whoa, away from it.
0: Whoa. You know, and guess where he goes? Guess where he goes to Genosha. Right, oh. where all the x would have been hiding. How excited would that oh, be? Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Don't get me hyped. Don't get me hyped again. We got to stop, <laughs> yeah. stop speculating, Julian. We got to stop speculating. It's dangerous. We're too near the end. It's 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 unhealthy at this point. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Cody in the chat says, Give me another sweet dreams moment. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I need. I need that, man. Richard joins us in the chat. Thank you so much, Richard. You're awesome. He says, mm. You guys are awesome, and I appreciate your detailed analysis. Oh, thank, thank you so you much, Richard. Richard. He says, We need that next Quicksilver scene so bad. Yep. Yeah, especially yep. just. With the attitude that he has right now, I need
1: him in that costume doing it. (laughs) You know, I I need him just running.
0: I need more running
1: in this series. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Yeah. please. Lyrics Bang joins us in the chat. Thank you so much, Lyrics. He says, I love the X-Men. They're my favorite. They're my favorite everything. But I hope they are not bringing in mutants this way or from another world. I'd prefer the mutants to be hidden. I want all the character background. Julius, Mm. what do you think about this?
1: Well, I do I do think that this is going to be the way the expansion of the Hex is probably going to be the way to
0: uh,
1: w- unlock the mutant gene within people. I, I do see that happening. Um, it just makes sense at this point. We, we've seen that it does change people once it goes in, whether that be uh, changing them in that they turn into Wanda's vision or they get powers in the way that Monica Rambeau seems to be getting. So I, I think you kill two birds with one stone. You introduce it. You have to escalate that situation. So yes. the the only way at this point to escalate her from, from going from a little small town to whole county is going to the whole world. And yeah, I think this, they're setting up so much within this show. Like it's unbelievable yeah. how much they are setting up. Mutant kind has to be there. And we get maybe a prelude with the Eternals, you know, seeing what happens there. And then there's that continuity between there and WandaVision. I think that would be really
0: smart of them to do, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, and thank you so much, Lyrics, for your comments. I am hoping that the X-Men are still people that are born with their powers. That's the what I I'm agree. for. I agree. You know, I agree. I, because... I think that's a very integral part to the X Men. Um, yes, because it, I, it's I completely a part of who, agree. It, It's a part of who they are. You know, it's a part of who they are. So if if we see that the hex is expanding, I feel like we've also been under. I, I feel like we've gotten new rules to how the hex operates. Mm-hmm. Monica was exposed to it once, and it didn't really completely change her. Then, when she charged in it. And was exposed to it a second time. That's when she got her powers. So I feel like the hex will expand once, maybe on a global scale, and it won't affect everybody. Like not, not everyone, everybody will no. get their powers, you know. And there could be only... some, there could be some
1: mutants who have already their powers have already shown up because you do yeah, have exactly. someone like Wolverine who is exactly. very old. You have Xavier, you have Eric Lencher. Those like mutants could be a thing, but. they're so like underground at this before this happening when this happens it's like oh shit (laughs) there's like a whole new race of people what do we do we're scared the mutant culture that we've grown to know in comics and film and video games and all that it's introduced that way because in the same way that this was this hex
0: was brought on by panic mutants are brought on through panic you know? Yes. Yes. And I think with Monica, (laughs) the way she got with, with the way that she got her powers, Magneto, who was born with his powers would look at her and be like, you are not one of us. You are not one of us. You are an abomination, right? Which would kind of make him a hypocrite. And I think would add to his, would add to his character. Um, and, and I love that. I, I, I love that. So lyrics bang, I believe was your name. Thank you again, because it's made me think that like yes this global hex can alter some people not everybody and then there will be a set of mutants the mutants that we all know and love scott gene wolverine charles magneto they will be born with powers the main x-men or will be born with their powers i think they're probably just off somewhere hiding because charles feels like the world is not ready yet right mm-hmm. or it could be like i feel like, I feel like that's a possibility
1: Or it could be some of the more prominent mutants to have just gotten their abilities activated like someone like Scott, you know? Mm -hmm. And Scott could be someone who is the example as to why people are afraid of these new people. You know what I mean? Like these new people, like Magneto is not a supervillain yet. That happens Mm -hmm. once the people start being treated like second-class citizens. And that's going to happen when this new just like wave of people with unbelievable powers come in. You know, it's like we had the Sokovia Accords just for the Avengers. Now we have a whole society of people who are on the same, who are worse than nukes, Mm -hmm. right? That's when internment happens. That's when uh, racism and segregation happens, you know, when they are, people are actually considered threats. And I feel like if you have a kid or a guy or whoever shooting uncontrollable lasers out of his eyes, you know, like that's a great dude to look at and like fear him, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like
0: that's that's how you got to do. And uh, Daniel said something else that was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daniel says, oh, so maybe kind of like a redo in humans, <laughs> yeah.
1: Which you know, is what we needed, right? Well, it's unfortunate what happened with the Inhumans. I do remember them building them up within Agents of Shield. That that was a that was essentially a subhuman Inhumans show. It was more Inhumans than the actual show they released. It's really unfortunate what happened with that because there's a lot of potential with the Inhumans. But you know, the Inhumans were definitely in the MCU or on the television side a stand-in for mutants because they probably never thought they would get them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's a great point, Daniel. It's a great point. Definitely yeah. redo Inhumans. <laughs> he also says these guys are on point, killing it. Thank you so much, Daniel. Everybody, subscribe to the show. No one asked for. Make sure to show that channel some love and engage with them. They have some great content as well. Moving on to uh, the most important part of this episode, which I thought, um, and it revolves around Agnes and the mm. kids. So we get a scene here with Agnes and the kids. What does she do? She offers to take care of the kids for the day and kind of give Wanda a break. And I love that they bring up their uncle here, the twins. They bring up their uncle. They're like, why can't we hang out with, uh, you know, our uncle Pietro? And she's like, "That, that man is not your uncle. That man is not your uncle. Which I felt was great because we also got Vision saying to Darcy, hey, who is that imposter Pietro? So we for sure know now, as an audience, that is not Pietro, her brother. If it wasn't obvious enough already, right? They basically said it to us twice in this episode. And (laughs) what I really loved about this moment, Julius, was Catherine Hahn's line delivery. I think she probably (laughs) stole this episode here, man, because she was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'll take care of these kids. I don't bite. Don't worry. And (laughs) the next thing that she says is, uh I did bite a kid once and I can't even tell you man I was dying of <laughs> laughter I was dying of laughter I was genuinely laughing my head off man just her line delivery here was hysterical dude I, I loved it I loved it and that this moment worked because they were doing it in that mockumentary style that yeah. we love like the office and also. Also, Modern Family, Julius. What did you think about that moment? What did you think about that interaction and her getting a hold of the kids? Could it be leading to somewhere?
1: I thought it was great, and it's even funnier now that with the revelations that like she's essentially just talking to herself. She's as nuts as Wanda is, you know. Yeah, I think that's I think that's hilarious, and the, the, it's very worrying now. Like, where are those kids? Don't I mean? Don't do anything to those
0: kids, please. Yeah, right. Do not do anything to those kids, please, please. <laughs> it felt like you know Hansel and Gretel, you know. With That's the... exactly what I thought at the end. <laughs> that it felt
1: exactly like Hansel and Gretel.
0: Yeah, those well, twins, those kids. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I. Oh man, I. Hopefully, those kids are okay, right? By the yeah. end of this episode, hopefully, oven. hopefully they're okay. But who knows? She's probably cooking them at the end. <laughs> Asia Renee in the chat says, "I did bite a kid." <laughs> yep yeah yep. i did kid the- i need that i've been shirt, bitten man. by a kid before i've been yeah. it's not pleasant <laughs> jc gaming says it's peter <laughs> <laughs> laughing emoji jc gaming thanks so much for joining the chat you guys are all awesome those of you who are watching we appreciate you keep sending in your question keep sending in your your comments and we will get to them, I promise. Mm. Retro Gamer 209 joins the chat. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Says, what's up with these short episodes, though? <laughs> I know, right? We need more. We need more. Please. More? Please. If I had a superpower, I would make these episodes longer. Because they're too good. They're too good to be true, Julius. He'd be watching them in that quicksilver speed where he's running and everything. <laughs> exactly oh man um but i also wanted to mention something that happened after we see katherine hahn take the children we see that the things in wanda's house are starting to revert back to like their past like things are starting to change what did you make of that scene julius what's happening there
1: she's losing her mind she's losing her damn mind and i don't think agnes is ready for when that cup spells I honestly, I don't think she, like, she thinks she knows what's happening, but no. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because yes, Agatha probably feels like she's in control, Mm. but she's got, she's going to learn her lesson real quick. (laughs) The person who's really in control is the Scarlet Witch herself, Mm. right? One of the most powerful beings in the Marvel universe. And I get, I feel like we got those first indicators of her mind slowly slowly breaking down it's all leading somewhere and you know when she's completely broken and that mind is completely deteriorated it's not going to be good it's going to yeah. be ugly you know you're going to be messy yeah exactly <laughs> or you know maybe we could be looking too much into this and it could be just like Wanda says it could be just a case of the mondays oh yeah okay <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Maybe she's just sick. Maybe she's just feeling sick. But no, I honestly think it is unstable or maybe Agatha's magic is slowly fading away (laughs) around Wanda uh, because she is so focused on the kids at her house.
1: Yeah, she's a dumbass who is going after like a a bull with like (laughs) 40 red cloth, you know? Yeah, It's like, okay, get the horns then. See what happens. Get those Scarlet Witch horns on top of her head. Yeah. Crazy ass chick.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need to like see they, it.
1: All these super villains are like such narcissists. They think they're the only ones who want to take over the world. Like, no, dude. There's an Avenger around the corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Asia says, we still haven't seen Ralph. That's right, but it ain't Ralph though. We still haven't seen Ralph. It ain't no Ralph. We haven't seen Ralph. But I think we're closer to seeing Ralph sooner than later. Oh, I think Maybe Ralph is in episode. that in that basement. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Ralph's all over that basement. That's his that's his <laughs> chamber down there. That's his chamber. Who knows what he does down there? That's all Ralph's room right there for sure. Hundred <sighs> <laughs> percent. Tony Medellin says Wanda is one tragedy away from going full on House of M. Yeah. Yep. You can yep. turn it the whole world into the house of M. Yep, and here's what that tragedy is: the second it registers in her mind that her kids are being cooked in the oven by Agnes, <laughs> the second that we see those kids in the oven, it's I am scared for whoever is near her. I am scared. That that is actually like going to be terrifying,
1: and it's going to push them. Like like I I'll start immediately thinking if if we see these kids in an oven burning, I will be like. Okay, Todd Phillips, did they do what you, what you could yet? <laughs> did they do? Did Marvel do it yet? <laughs> yeah. Because that is honest. That would be f- frightening. I think it rem- You remember um Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Johnny Depp one, where you get the opening to the factory and you see those like animatronics, chocolate made band, <laughs> and
2: mm-hmm. then they
1: start to burn like and the chocolate it's like a fire starts and then they their faces start melt it's going to be like that
0: dude that'd be crazy absolutely crazy or like uh like in uh raiders (laughs) raiders of the last star see everybody's face melt off that would be epic yeah i would love that yeah like how you regularly look 100 percent. that'd be crazy You mean lit? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Mean uh, hot. Cody says yes, please. Just tease Toby. Yes, I mean we all want that, Cody. We all want that, Toby. Uh, Asia says, I agree with Julius. Agnes ain't ready for that Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she ain't ready. No, she ain't ready. She also replied slot? to. She also replied to Cody saying, "What if it's Toby putting on the suit and saying, i am 'I'm gonna put some dirt in their eyes.'" <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Serious. Marcellus says, we getting the Aerospace Engineer in episode 8 or episode 9? Well, we damn
1: sure didn't get it
0: last time when we were arguing about when we would get it. I thought we were getting him today. I thought we were getting him uh, last episode. But like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, this is how I look like thinking that we were going to get the Aerospace Engineer. Look, I am hoping... I am hoping, I am hoping and praying that if this aerospace engineer is the Luke level cameo, hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's Reed Richards. Seriously, I'm hoping it's Reed Richards because for me that would freak me out. That would freak me out. And if it's John Krasinski, even better. But here's another possibility, Julius. What if, what it's if Marvel? <laughs> All right. Yeah. What if it's Blue Marble? What if oh, the aerospace? <laughs> <yeah. All right. laughs> not again, right? It's not as valid. <laughs> <laughs> what if the What if the aerospace engineer? Mm. And, and stay with me on this, okay? What if the sure. aerospace engineer is actually? It's Tobey Maguire, but it's not Peter. It's not Peter. It's just a representation, of the grander multiverse. It's just Tobey Maguire playing a character that is the aerospace engineer. So essentially, what they're okay.
1: Wait, so it's Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. and he's just he's not he's not playing <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, hey, maybe, man. You know, like I'm not gonna try to do- I'm not gonna try to shoot down anyone's theories. <laughs> um, uh, hey, I'm not, I i I'm I'm am right <laughs> not, not gonna say it's impossible. I'm not gonna say it's—I'm not gonna say it's impossible. Um, I think it would be a, a a mixture of people getting really upset and people getting really excited mm-hmm. to see that. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. I do think that that would be a bit um wasteful because I do think that. It being, um, what's his name, uh, Adam Brashear, Professor mm-hmm. Adam Brashear, the, the the character who becomes Blue Marvel, I think that just, I think that just fits better, honestly. I think you're, you're setting up Monica Rambeau to be a hero, right? You're setting her up to be a hero who goes into space. She's getting her, she has her powers already, right? And she's going to be in the next Captain Marvel film, I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. You want a character who she can like. You can establish a relationship to that future
0: with. Yeah,
1: and I think Blue Marvel is that. Cody brought up in the last chat that uh, Blue Marvel and her have had relationships in the past. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, and I w- I want to see that set up at some point. And I'd rather it be here than later, especially if it makes sense for him to yeah. show up.
0: Yeah, definitely. Look, I'm just trying to get Toby in here, Julius. All right, forgive me. <laughs> just in I'm any way. Just in <laughs> any way. <laughs> I'm trying to get Toby in here. Look, I... Uh, my get initial a cardboard rea-
1: cu- uh, cutout of him.
0: <laughs> my initial reaction was the aerospace engineer, it has to be Reed Richards, and that's why I want it to be. That's why mm-hmm. I want it to be. That's why I was expecting to see in episode six, uh, or episode seven. Of seven, yeah. Do I think the aerospace engineer will show up in episode eight or nine? I'm thinking he'll show up in episode nine. And because I think episode eight will be about how Agatha Harkness came about. That's what Mm. I think episode eight will focus on. Very similar to episode four or five, I believe, where it shifts perspectives and we see outside of the hex. We get to see Monica Rambeau's, how she came to the situation. Now, episode eight, I believe, will be how Agatha showed up on the scene. Her at the Salem Witch Trials and her being involved with um, the Scarlet Witch and trying to get the twins out of her, whether she's working for Mephisto or Nightmare or not, that's what I think. Uh, I think it will be Reed Richards. If not, Blue Marvel is a possibility. Cool, Blue Marvel ain't that Luke ca- uh, Luke level Skywalker cameo. Uh, no debate. He's not that Luke Skywalker. Well, cameo, it's so. it's
1: not all. It's also debatable that it this cameo, the aerospace
0: engineer, is the Luke level cameo. Yes, yes, it could be, right? It could be. And if it is, it's got to be Reed. It's got to be Reed. It has Well, to why be. is
1: that Luke level? I mean, for me, for comic fans it's Luke level. For but I, but
0: for the the audience, just the main audience, why is that a Luke level? Because I feel like the general audience are familiar with the Fantastic 4, and the general I, I fi- audience
1: is familiar with those movies that came out And
0: them bombing. Hey, hey! but there's there's still... The Fantastic Four, I think, is still prevalent in pop culture. Despite how bad those movies are. uh, Despite how bad those movies are. I don't know about that. My siblings, my smaller siblings who haven't even seen those movies, know who the thing is. So, for me, Mm -hmm. my experience, I feel like seeing Reed Richards, you have to understand, I think, in a pop culture... Just in a general sense, they are very well known. And seeing Reed. Well, the Fantastic Four. Is seeing John well Krasinski's known, obviously. Reed. Obviously. Seeing John Krasinski's Reed will be a Luke cameo. Because here's why. If we see John Krasinski show up and mm-hmm. he doesn't even say, I'm Reed, everybody's going to know he's Reed. And everybody's going to know Kevin Feige, okay. Feige made that happen. And it's going to be a Luke. level. People are going to know because of the
1: the nonstop fanboying, fan casting, and fan <laughs> art. I mean, people are. They, I mean, yeah, people are going to know because people have been demanding it. So fans have been demanding it. Let, let me put it that way. Uh, look, I'm not saying I don't want it to be read. I would like it to be read. All I'm all I'm saying is that I don't know. I feel like you set so much more up with. In terms of these characters, and not in terms of the universe, in terms of the character of Monica Rambeau, I feel like you set more up emotionally with someone like uh what was it wasn't it? Uh Blue Marvel. And sure, you don't get the the, the whole uh, oh shit, it's fucking Luke Skywalker, bruh. No, you don't get that with Blue Marvel, but you get a good you you get a
0: future with that in terms of what's going on with these characters. And I agree with that. I completely agree with that, and you know I agree with that. Right? But yes. We, but we know, but we know, Blue Marvel ain't that. He ain't not, that Luke yet. not yet. Not
1: yet. Not yet. Not uh, yet. Angel, <laughs> come on, Angel. <laughs> but, not bro. yet. Okay, bro, okay you're okay, out of but. your mind. You think people cared about Iron Man before that movie showed up? If if Blue nah, Marvel shows up for even.
0: his first time, it's not Luke level, Julius. It's not Luke
1: level. They gotta set him so. up. You're 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 literally saying it's like I like Moses coming down from fucking talking to God. This moment will be the Luke level cameo.
0: I'm going off the notion, right? Right that Elizabeth Olsen's statements are true. We uh-huh. are getting a Luke level cameo. Right. And I'm telling you, that cameo, and we both know this, right? It, it comes down to four characters, and we've talked about this already it could maybe. be toby spider-man it could be hugh jackman's wolverine magneto you know charles xavier that fifth one is reed it, it's reed and here's maybe why.
1: maybe maybe i mean it's it's like so definite but you have to look at everything surrounding it also paul bettany came out saying everyone's expecting it to be one like so certain like uh, only on our on our left hand of amount of characters but he also said it's an actor that I've been wanting to work with. It's a dream actor.
0: Okay. So I love what you're saying, but I have to bring up this chat because it it actually made my jaw drop right now. Tony Medellin says, imagine it's both Blue Marvel and Reed Richards, and they got to throw hands in order to be the one to build the next vehicle to enter the hex. Whoa! They're just <laughs> yeah. they're
1: just gonna do that to make us stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's Yo, do what research yes. it.
0: <laughs> Yo, yes. The show don't ask for this exactly. They just start fighting. <laughs> Cody says, John Krasinski is Luke. <laughs> yep. Yep. Is that you know, damn
1: right? I mean, I don't
0: know, man. There's Luke. Goddamn L- look,
1: right. You put let, I'm going by your uh, pedestals, okay? You put Luke up there. You put Luke with superman batman spider-man right that's what you said you've said that i know personally for me and for you reed is up there as well but for the mainstream audience is he up there i don't think he is yet not yet because the most the mainstream audience has seen movies they don't read comics they see the movies and those movies what, what can you say about those movies other
0: than let's reboot? Movies are bigger than comics. Yes. Right? And so I know those movies were disappointing, but that's why I feel they're so ingrained in pop culture, you know? And, 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 and I think here's who said it best in the live chat right here. Mm-hmm. The show no one asked for says, read, read, read the thing it means for the MCU. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I'm so caught up in the idea that if it is Reed as the Luke-level cameo, that's why. Because the thing it means for the MCU, which is why I'm so glad Daniel brought it up, because the future is vast. The expiration aspect of that team, of family, is so exciting for me. And to see the Fantastic Four for the first time be handled with the same care... That Iron Man has been taken care of from the MCU. Captain America, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, what have you. Any MCU character. For me, that's what would make me freak out. And uh, as a bonus, and as a bonus, we also have Tony saying, because of John Krasinski, baby. And I completely agree with that. He took the words out of my mouth, because of John Krasinski, baby. Like you say, and like you beautifully express, Adam Brashear's, What he adds to the story, what he adds to the emotional depth, with Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. I think also validates your argument as well. Well, thank you. I, why I, I feel... love having you on, my friend.
1: Oh, come on now, stop it. <laughs> what? Well, well, what I think is, uh, they're just. There's just a lot of evidence to suggest the possibility that it could be adam like for instance when you see the uh the expression on her face when she brings up the aerospace engineer it's someone she's very excited about just thinking about she's very excited she's like yeah i want to bring him in and there that could tease something romantic right there and plus this show is about relationships you know it is about romance to a certain extent what if they bring him in And ironically enough, that's the, the real strong relationship that blossoms from the tragedy of what's going on with Wanda and vision, Mm -hmm. but that's Mm -hmm. speculation. So I I can't, you know, lean on that. All I'm saying is that there's a lot of emotional room with Adam more so than I think Reed. Yeah. Yeah, And I, and I know, and I know you don't think that people will freak out, but I mean, people will freak out. People will freak out. People will research the characters. Articles will be written. People will post on Twitter pictures of Adam Vershear and the potential. Because there's potential there. Just as much potential with
0: um, uh, Reed Richards there is with Blue Marvel. Without a doubt. Yeah. 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 Good point. Uh, Asia Renee says, Angel is not dropping Toby. Showing up no time soon. I mean, it's true, Asia. It's true. Toby Maguire, <laughs> Spider-Man. That's, that's my goat. That's my goat right there. Greatest of all time. Love him. The show no one asked for says, if I walk into a crowd and yell Fantastic Four, people would be like, oh man, not another comic nerd. If I yell Blue Marvel, someone someone would call the police and I'd get
1: arrested. (laughs) Well, that's Um, to imply uh, that Daniel wasn't arrested prior
0: yeah and by the way he's
1: saying the word marvel what 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 do people think
0: of when you say the word marvel nowadays they don't think of okay they They think think of marvel they think of spider-man not yet son
1: (laughs) how many people do you think knew about nick fury when he showed up at the end of iron man huh or thor how many fans were like how many people were like i'm a fan of thor at the end of iron man 2 yeah, true. come on, true. This is, this is what the MCU does. This is what the MCU does. Angel, you did not know the Guardians of the Galaxy before that,
0: of course. Effing movie came out. <laughs> nobody so, did. <laughs> so to so to be like, oh, Blue Marvel, no one knows that bitch. <laughs> like, no, what? but no, no, but of course we. What you nobody knew. About? Nobody knew the Guardians. We right? watched the Guardians, and they're great characters, but That's they right. ain't no they ain't no Luke Skywalkers. You know what I mean? What? No, come on now. That's the new Star Wars.
1: That's the the Guardians of the Galaxy is Star Wars for this new generation and I don't care what anyone says. The sequels were trashed. Guardians of the Galaxy consistently people they are Luke. excited
0: Okay. Okay. But they ain't Luke. A- ask
1: okay, a Luke. <laughs> ask a kid who went to go see the movie in 10 years. Star-Lord will be the Luke for a kid in 10 years, I guarantee you. And the way Luke is, uh, Luke for you, and the way that Peter is—I'm uh, sorry, uh, Toby. I'm, <laughs> I'm all flappercasted because we're getting into it. Uh, I mean, there's real problems in the world, people. Uh, <laughs> the way that Toby is Spider-Man for people, I feel like he's going to be that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Lyrics Bang says Paul Bettany said the actor that's the surprise had fireworks on set, and from the setup of the show, Vision is inside the hex, and the engineers outside. So I think a hidden villain. Is more likely. This is actually a great point, lyrics. I think, and a lot of uh, not not a lot of people are saying this uh, in mm. terms of like that actor that maybe Paul Bettany has wanted to work with his whole life. Um, you've been saying Al Pacino. A lot of people have right. been saying Patrick Stewart, um, and I think that's a great possibility. But I, I would think hope so. Another great possibility is James Spader. James Spader is Ultron. You know, imagine. Imagine the human form. James Spader shows up, and he sounds just like Ultron. I feel like that's another possibility, um, because James Spader has been around for a while. What's that show that James Spader is on that you watched, Julius? Uh, well, he was on a couple. He was on the Blacklist. He was
1: on Boston Legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the practice. Boston Legal. Yeah, uh, Boston oh, Legal
0: yes. was the one I was referring to. And you say he's exceptional in that, right?
1: He's phenomenal in it, and he's it, yeah. just look up Boston Legal. And his monologues in the courtroom because he plays a lawyer are going to show up and they're, it's phenomenal. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so that could be another possibility and I would love to see it. I would love, love, love to see it. I think Ultron being the actual big bad behind this, you know, if he's not affiliated with Mephisto, that to me could be fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, that'd you be know. fantastic. Uh, the show no one asked for says pulling the string of sword. He could be. Yes. Yes. Could be messing with everyone. Absolutely. Blacklist and Boston legal kills it. Kills Mm. it. Yes. Everybody check out those shows. I know I do. I know I got to check out those shows.
1: Well, Um, more incentive to watch Boston legal's uh, has William Shatner in it. Captain Kirk himself. And he's phenomenal in it as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Adrian Renee says seeing the 2002 Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire is what got me into superheroes. I would probably cry if he shows up. Look, Look, and I've I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. Tobey Maguire's Spider Man is the reason why I fell in love with not just superheroes but cinema itself. If I see him anywhere near the MCU, I will ugly cry like a baby and will be probably at my most euphoric in my life, and I will scream until I cannot talk anymore. If I see Tobey Maguire. You don't wanna see me see Toby Maguire in the MCU with Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. Daniel mentioned that he should get arrested if he says Blue Marvel out loud and nobody knows what he's talking about. I will be arrested, literally, for yelling as loud as I possibly can because I love Toby Maguire.
1: Okay, can I, we establish that no matter what you say if you're if you're yelling shit in public, you're probably gonna be looked at. <laughs> Despite what you say. <laughs> oh oh <man>. my God, <laughs> Daniel went of the most extreme. If I yelled a
0: bomb in an airport. <laughs> oh man, Marcella says lyrics is on to something. Watch Marvel pull the rug out from under us, and the engineer is Victor Von Doom. Wow, yo. let let me tell you this this is another possibility right Mm. victor von doom showing up in wandavision dr doom if we're talking about luke level cameo you can't argue me on this julius you better quit it with that those bad those movies were bad if dr doom shows up i mean it is a luke level cameo i don't give a damn
1: Excuse me, that's I don't a, give a Darth dance. Vader level cameo. <laughs> you know? How dare you? And second of all, I will talk shit about those films because they bastardized his character in them. Dr. Doom's a hacker in this film. Yeah, wow. Uh, no, but I would freak out if it was Victor Von Doom, not no face metal or anything. If it's just him, I think that would be actually phenomenal, you know, especially since in comics um, – he and Scarlet Witch do have a very fascinating relationship together. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a uh, children's crusade. I believe the Avengers, New Avengers, or Young Avengers children's crusade, something like that. They get together. Something happens along the lines of her and him being partnered up. Mm-hmm. And that would be really fantastic, especially if they do retcon that Sokovia does turn into Latveria. And you get, you know, that little nugget of like, they're from the same homeland, you know. Maybe they're the only ones who can really relate to each other. I think that would be really
0: cool. Wow, I would love it. I, I agree with Daniel here. Doom. Oh, I think <laughs> I peed a little. Yeah. Yeah. I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. The MCU version of Doctor Doom. And, and Killian Murphy shows up. Oh. I'm man. just telling you right now. I mean that Killian, that
1: honestly uh, opens up the All right like like who does Paul Bettany want to work with who's he wanted to work with forever now that could killing be anyone Murphy. at that point yeah. could be anyone you know killing, killing murky Murphy, would... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it
0: it's just leo it's just leo
2: <laughs>
0: yeah okay we are going to continue with the rest of the episode we will get back to the live chat i promise everybody keep sending in your questions and your comments and we will get to them All right, Julius, now I want to move to the commercial of this episode, and I thought this was a significant commercial for a lot of reasons. Not only does it emphasize the pain that Wanda is going through, but it also gives us an Easter egg of how the multiverse can be possible, and I'll explain further here. So in this episode, it's really an episode about or a commercial about feeling depressed, you know, confronting the truth facing reality itself, which is, you know, it's speaking directly about Wanda and her experience. She's feeling depressed. She has no grasp on reality. She's losing control. And the commercial also says Nexus, because the Mm. world doesn't revolve around you or does it? Right. (laughs) And I love this, but I also love And this was brought to my attention by some of our fans. The commercial was heavily focused on Nexus capsules. Nexus capsules that we take. What is the significance of Nexus? Well, I did some research and I learned that the Nexus is actually a cross-dimensional portal that allows for the multiverse to happen. Endless possibilities, right? And we also have Nexus beings, which could be... Wanda, the Scarlet Witch herself, in which she is this focal point in the universe that merges all multiverses together. That to me is exhilarating. And so, what happens if Wanda is revealed to be a nexus being? Well, the inevitable Spider Verse. <laughs> and I think I think this is how Vision directly connects to spider-verse itself which is exciting but in the end it could just be you know just an easter egg setting up something in the past that might not have to do with spider-verse itself maybe it's just a doctor strange 2 nugget but julius what were your first thoughts on this commercial and what do you think about wanda being a nexus being herself
1: well one thing i noticed was that she was actually taking one of the pills later after that commercial was shown Like when she was feeling it, you know, she wanted to just pop one in. But uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up about just real quick about the Dr. Doom thing. Mm -hmm. If if it is Victor showing up, uh, we all know that Victor has very heavy ties to Mephisto. So Mm. what if he shows up and is like, yeah, I'm here to do the science, but I'm also here looking for that bitch who took my mom, you know? So then there's some reason for it being
0: him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if it is Killian, Cody says, great actor he is. Show no one asked for says, check out Peaky Blinders. Mm. Everybody check out Peaky Blinders.
1: Yeah. So that that would be cool. But I think it could be the
0: Nexus commercial is
1: definitely teasing the multiverse, which they've been teasing for a couple of years at this point, ever since Dr. Strange came out. You know, they actually Mm -hmm. did show it there and then they tease it a little bit in Far From Home, which this which is set after this series, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I'm down with it. If this does set up Spider-Verse 3 or (laughs) Spider-Man 3, (laughs) that would be cool. I would I would watch it. Of course, I'm Of course, going to watch it, but I think that adds a lot of context, and I'm ready. I'm ready for it to happen.
0: Yeah, I think it's the best way you can end this show if we get a direct tie to Spider-Man 3. If it is mm-hmm. a direct tie, it'll be a finale unlike any other. If we're talking about Luke-level cameo, you show us, and Andrew, you show us a Toby. I'm not playing around. It, it, just show us the multiverse, and that is a finale unlike any other uh i I would love it i would love it honestly and i love that i love how powerful wanda is i really love that they are going all out on her powers you know from being just this sorceress to a nexus being herself like that (laughs) is crazy and what a cool way to explore the multiverse not even mentioning dr strange yet you know I I just really love that, and I think she is the perfect antagonist for Doctor Strange, especially since he is the protector of all realities. It just sets up for such an exciting story, I think, and uh, I just can't wait to see how it all unfolds. But now let's move on to two fantastic characters as well, Monica Rambeau and Jimmy Woo here. I love, I absolutely love this sequence here. We have Monica going in to save Darcy in the Hex. She's trapped. She says she's in there, and I'm going to go get her out. I love her ambition. I love her conviction. And I love that she's not willing to give up on others. Uh, I really love that about her personality. And I I also love that they gave us new information on Hayward. They discovered that Hayward was trying to get Vision back up online. And I think it leads to some of those theories that people have been saying. Could it be Ultron? Could it be working with Ultron? Maybe. Maybe. I thought that was very interesting details that they offered. And I also love how Monica obtained her powers. What she (laughs) went through to obtain her powers as she was trying to go through the hex. I mean, I love this entire sequence, Julius. I thought this was so iconic what did you think about this sequence here of her getting her powers for her first time going in to save wanda herself
1: yeah it was beautiful it was definitely a beautiful sequence that was just stunning to look at and i love the the how different it is from most depictions of people getting their powers you know it was really unique you saw all the different versions of her throughout the the show as it were And I really loved it. And as for that Ultron segment, I think that that would be really great because the death, quote-unquote, of Ultron is very left up to the imagination as to what happened. You know, Mm -hmm. it's very, very smartly filmed. You know, anything could happen at that point where the Vision, quote-unquote, killed Ultron. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they were looking into the body of the Vision because there could be some traces of him. Maybe he was sucked inside the, the... mind was it the mindstone? stone it was a mind stone yeah. yeah yeah maybe it was sucked inside it i saw something in the trailers where the mind stone is involved in a shot mm-hmm. and they even tease it at the beginning of the series where you see that closet and the doors have the mind stone in there so i don't know what's going to happen with that but it could be the rebirth as it were of ultron yeah and i think that
0: would be phenomenal oh man oh it's giving me chills already But not only does that give me chills, this whole sequence gave me chills. I thought Mm. this was one of the defining moments for Monica herself as a character. When I saw this sequence here, I really do believe that she stole the show, that she stole our hearts. I thought this was absolutely beautiful. Like you said, it was just so glorious. (laughs) What I loved most about it is that she knew exactly the pain that Wanda was going through. And she felt similar to her because they both saw, they both lost someone that was so close to them. And she wasn't willing to let Wanda give up. So what did she do? She broke through the hex, sacrificing her own life, if that's what it meant to save somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. That to me is what it means to be a hero. Monica Rambeau is an empathetic hero, and that's what I love about her origin story. And how refreshing was it to see this origin, knowing that we started off with Tony Stark's Iron Man back in 2008. The MCU is in good hands. We have moved on from Iron Man and Captain America. They've done their duties, and now we have new characters like Monica Rambeau with superpowers, and I couldn't be happier about it. I, I and love Jimmy this whole Woo. sequence. And Jimmy Woo himself. <laughs> and, Speaking of. And work,
1: Jimmy Woo. I have something for the chat for the for everything. <laughs> we were asked to make some fan art regarding Jimmy Woo as a very specific <laughs> character, and I have it for you all.
0: <laughs> Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's. <laughs> yes baby if Jimmy Woo is in the hex he better be Gambit with those cards man he better be Gambit (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I love that oh my god I love that (laughs) Julius that's brilliant fantastic I need it imagine he starts speaking with a Creole accent dude that's amazing that is seriously amazing. That has to be the Gambit poster. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put fun on it, bro. That's got to be the Gambit poster. That is amazing. Gambit coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Tony says Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. <laughs> the show no one asked for says, "What have you done? I can't unsee this. <laughs> Marcella says, "I'm weak." <laughs> Oh my god, bro! I love this. I I swear to God, if he's not an X Men character, I, I'm not watching. I'm not watching the MCU anymore. Capital Block Part Two. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, dude, that is genius. I love that. <laughs> and speaking of Jimmy Woo, I think he perfectly portrayed everybody when the please stand by screen shows up. This is me when I see the uh, please stand by screen. Um, yeah, I I completely relate to Jimmy Woo here when he loses his two besties in the hex. (laughs) (laughs) I have all this coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, I love it. But let's move on to uh, Vision and Darcy interacting with one another. I really love this dynamic here. Once again, I love that. Um, we basically see Vision really what his priorities are and Vision's priorities are to get to his wife. And make sure mm-hmm. his kids are safe. And I love that. While also simultaneously saving everybody that's in the hex. He, to me, is an Avenger. And I also love that while we do get those heroic, noble qualities in him, we also get moments where he's breaking the fourth wall. And looking like <laughs> Jim from The Office. <laughs> this was just so funny and so meta. I love that he's just breaking the fourth wall. Not only... Um, is WandaVision excellent in breaking the fourth wall physically, but they're also breaking the fourth wall uh, verbally. Uh, Mm. And I think Darcy is the best representation of us all, basically saying here that what I do know is (laughs) I've been watching WandaVision for the past week. (laughs) Oh, man. So I really love that. Um, I also love that Darcy says that Vision and Wanda, their love feels real and that she's basically rooting for them julius what do you think about how this show has portrayed the relationship between wanda and vision do you feel that they have only improved from their past um past appearances in mcu movies
1: well i think it's become more real ironically and that's definitely a part a main theme of the show is what's real and what's not and Mm -hmm. and that goes for relationships you know we all at some point get into a uh A relationship that isn't fulfilling for either person and and it's not because one of the person or either of the people are bad it's just because it's not the right fit and i think the reason why this is kind of breaking down and the reason why wanda is alone for the majority of this episode is because deep down she knows that this what she has done is wrong and that it is not a good fit and that she has to let go at some point she's creating this she's romanticizing what she had Uh, And what's ironic is that it was very much the like the fantasy for a while. Like they were stealing moments because of the Sokovia Accords. We saw that at the beginning of Infinity War where it's like they're spending as much time together as they allow themselves to. But that's not the ins and outs of a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, those are just a few nights and a few uh, great memories, you know, whereas this she's really forcing the family dynamic. And once you try to force something, that's when the magic's gone, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, that's, that's how it's going to be in this. That's why I don't picture it being like a really happy ending by the end of the show.
0: Yeah. And we've heard Tayona Paris, the actress who plays Monica Rambeau say the ending is very tragic and it's very Mm -hmm. sad. Uh, But that's what I love about this show. I love that they perfectly highlight or they're close to representing what it feels like to lose a loved one and you really get that sense even from other characters that aren't Wanda like Vision when when you see how concerned he is for everybody in the town when you see how concerned he is for his wife for the safety of his children everything feels real right and I love that they're able to capture that powerful emotion that we can all express which is love and the cost of what it means to lose it which could be your own mind mm. um i love it it's so powerful to me it's so powerful to me um and it's a it's a, an enormous reason as to why i keep watching this show because i want to see how deep this relationship is and what it's going to mean when wanda loses it all again it, you know it there's only so many times That she can experience this over and over and over again. Losing her parents. Losing her brother. Losing her husband. Losing her made up children. It's all very exciting and it's going to lead to a very tragic ending uh, that I can't wait for. So I love that we can pick up on that in scenes. Just as simple as this. Just as simple, simple conversations here with Vision and Darcy. I love that so much. And they emphasize that Wanda is really cracking, which leads us into one of my favorite scenes from this episode where we get to see Wanda and Monica stand off. Monica burges in through the house, and Wanda's basically like, get the hell out. Mm -hmm. Get out of my neighborhood. (laughs) I don't want you here. Jesus. And, And I love seeing this kind of showdown happen. I thought it was pretty epic, especially knowing that we saw Monica receive her powers. And what do we see next? We see an superhero epic landing. superhero landing, baby. I wish Deadpool was here just to say it, man. I wish Deadpool was here in the town after the Halloween episode to say superhero landing. <laughs> Landed right on that perfect. Name. Oh, yeah. And I love it. I love seeing the, the blue eyes light up. Looks yeah. like she's in Dune taking some spice. <laughs> love it here. Love the effects. Um it was such a fantastic scene, but here's why I thought it was so significant. We see Monica tell Wanda, "Don't let Hayward make you the antagonist, make you the antagonist. Don't let him antagonize you, right?" And what does Wanda reply, which I thought was the most significant line of the episode? She says, "Maybe I already am." Which gave me chills, man. It gave me chills. Maybe she already is the villain and she feels that way. Maybe she's just too far gone. I mean, that line ran chills down my spine because it reminded me of other heroes who have fallen, you know, to the dark side. And I just feel like they have perfectly established Wanda as an antagonist. She's earned it. She's Mm -hmm. earned it in the writing. Julius, what do you make of this revelation here? of Wanda accepting that maybe she is already the villain.
1: I think that this is probably going to end up being the most complex
0: character arc
1: within the MCU so far. Uh and we have a lot, you know, we have things like Captain America and Iron Man and Thanos even. Uh but this I think is going to be the most memorable as time goes on and mm-hmm. wow, we're really going to have to top that, you know, when it comes to being introduced to characters like the Fantastic Four or the X-Men or whomever. The, the the story of the Scarlet Witch in this, I think is phenomenal. And I think she will end up being a, a, not maybe a villain, but someone now steeped in tragedy. Mm-hmm. Someone who's filled with regret and just loss and pain more so than she was before, because she's made her choice now to not move on. The whole series is about her not moving on, you know, and God knows what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God knows what's going to happen. And speaking of pain, I also love that Monica told her on her lawn, Hey, Wanda, you can't control pain. You can't control pain. You have to experience it and you have to accept it as your truth because that's what I did when I lost my mother. Yeah. And those lines to me ring so true, man. It They're great lines that I think anybody can take and use and reflect and better themselves uh, and cope with whatever they're going through. Um, so that's what I also love about this show. It's this superhero epic, but it also has these, this great commentary on trauma, on depression, on pain, on support for one another. And I think that's why it stands out and why it's earned number one in the world. Number yeah. one in the world. Yeah. <laughs> weekly, weekly, That's what I love about it. Let's get to some comments in the chat before we close off and conclude this episode with the very ending with Agnes herself. We got Tony saying, what if the bunny is either Ralph or Nicholas Scratch and Agatha fed the twins to the bunny in order to make whoever it is more powerful? (laughs) That's so dark. (laughs) I love that thinking, man. I love that thinking. It's that bunny from Monty Python's uh, in the search for the Holy Grail. (laughs) I know, right? Mm. Um, I actually think there might be some truth to this theory here, Tony. There was a shot in this episode that showed us a fly. And this fly, a lot of people are are speculating, could be Mephisto himself, Mm. right? Because if you look at his origins... In some comics, he's originated as a fly, as an insect, a bug, showing up before he's become this all-powerful being. So what if Mephisto is this fly, Agatha kills the children, and this fly we see is feeding on them, and then Mephisto shows up, and who knows, maybe it's Al Pacino. (laughs) I think that would be wild. I think that would be wild and truly horrific. Truly mm-hmm. horrific. Yeah, that
1: would be pretty messed up. He says, I knew you were going there with the fly. That that's gonna be messed up, <laughs> right? Like Punisher Dark, right there. Honestly,
0: yeah, yeah, man. Asia Renee says, "Wanda is so scary right now. When she tells the kids everything is meaningless, she's terrifying." Yes, yeah, she, that that is terrifying. It's yeah, that's it's the last it, thing going here. Yeah, it's always scary when people are talking like that, but it's always mm-hmm. important to identify those indicators right and to to be able to hold somebody's hand or to to listen or to stick around and uh, make them feel like they're not alone you know it's always important so but yeah that's that's a great uh, observation there asia uh lyrics bank says or maybe mephisto or whoever is stuck in the book and they are draining wanda's powers and twins to release yo and monica is a boss <laughs> well i, I do
1: a, i don't know if they want to kill the kids immediately mm-hmm. i don't know um, it would be a great incentive for wanda to lose her mind and do some terrible stuff to the rest of the world mm-hmm. but it seems right now like the kids are are a means to an end and it could be that very one that i just said or it could be like something there's potential with these kids to be bigger hellraisers than what
0: yeah. wanda would be you know yeah Yeah, definitely. He also mentions, Tony mentions that, um, what if the shark yo magic commercial last episode is foreshadowing Agatha needing to use Wanda for her magic to open up the Nexus or summon Mephisto and trying to drain (laughs) Wanda of her magic? I mean, I think this could be a great possibility. I think that would be, that would highlight the significance of the, you know, yo, yo magic commercial, uh, which was a very traumatizing commercial. That that commercial was crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Asia Renee says, what if the twins are stuck in the TV and were the Yo Gabba Gabba characters saying jump? Whoa, whoa. Now, that's a crazy theory. I love this theory. I was wondering, like, why, is, why did Yo Gabba Gabba just show up, which is a show I used to watch all the time because of my little siblings. They always had it on. Great show. Great show. Very kid-friendly, family-friendly. Not um, anymore. <laughs> yeah, not anymore now. They ruined Yo Gabba Gabba. How dare they? Um, no, that's crazy, though. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh God, uh, lyric, that's, that's lyrics bang says jimmy as gambit that's brilliant <laughs> very funny oh <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah i mean kudos to julius that edit is just spot on <laughs> <laughs> spot on man well i I've, i needed it to exist yeah made it exist i created it
1: <laughs> like wanda created everything
0: all right let's move on to when wanda goes to agatha's house she she starts to think hey where are my kids but she remembers that the kids are at are at Agatha's house and so what happens we see Wanda going down the basement which is like very like satanic and dark and just like a a, a, a basement should not look like that Julius. <laughs> a basement should not look like that but what did the basement have the basement contained a dark hold book. Mm. And the dark hold book is basically it's also known as the book of sins. And so the book of sins is known as the book of spells that contains unspeakable truth. Right? Unspeakable truth and powers and spells and it was crafted in the hell dimension. Mm. So most likely that book can be affiliated with Mephisto himself who is from the hell dimension and basically like the devil of the MCU. And so I found this revelation here, the book showing up to be extremely significant. Julius, what do you make of the appearance of this book? And have they mentioned this book at all in other Marvel shows like agents of shield? I don't think so. I mean, they,
1: not even with the appearance of ghost rider, you know, ghost rider being the, the, the writer of the devil as we saw in the nicolas cage film uh it's i have not it's i don't think it's appeared in anything else other than right here right now and they've made sure of that because when they introduce the this though it's going to be for real and mm. this is going to be some like ash versus evil Dead that may just well be the necronomicon from
0: evil dead you know yeah right that's exactly what i thought of i thought of I, I was like evil dead hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Don't read from it. Don't do that.
1: Uh, yeah. Agnes is I gonna know. be dumb enough to do that.
0: Yeah, dude, <laughs> I thought this book is just so creepy looking. It's I can't disgusting. wait to see what I can't wait to see what's inside of it. I can't wait to see what Wanda could learn from it if she opens it up. Maybe it'll possess her too. Who knows? Um but looking this looking at this immediately, I felt like, hey, what if maybe this book is actually from you know doctor strange in the uh, and the ancient one maybe it was one of these books or something maybe it's a missing book maybe somebody stole it maybe agatha stole it and it yeah. had me thinking maybe what if agatha we learned that she was actually a disciple of the ancient one and as soon as she got a hand a hold of this book it corrupted her spirit or her soul and she ran off with it and now was working with mephisto or something like that i think that could be very interesting and a really cool way to connect doctor strange looking for this book, which makes him end up in Westview to help mm. out Wanda. You know? It's
1: all coming together. I think I was just corrected. God damn it, this is unacceptable. But <laughs> I think uh, I was just corrected by a um, man down here who said Ada, who was one of my favorite villains from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she had the Darkhold in season four, which actually I think is a really kick-ass season. And Whoa. Ghost Rider did make a brief reference to the Hell Dimension because he actually does end up going through. It's been a while since I watched season four. I remember really loving it, but he does end up going there. The last time we see Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider, he opens up a portal that looks I, funny enough. It looks a lot like one of Dr. Stranger's portals and he goes into the Hell Dimension. So when, when did he, was that near the end when she had the book? When they were in that Matrix world or was it uh, or the framework, excuse me, or was that in the beginning? Maybe you can update me on that because it's been a while since I watched that season.
0: Speaking of Ghost Rider.
1: Mm. Can you, <laughs> imagine oh God, that, Angel.
0: Uh, imagine if the cameo is Ghost Rider and the actor that Paul Benny has been wanting to work with is Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be hilarious. I look that into would my be- eyes. Look into my eyes <sighs> yeah that that would be that i would freak out about that <laughs> i'm just i'm i would yeah i, I might freak out also <laughs> asia renee says wanda was stepping into upside down world lol <laughs> stranger things yep she walked right into stranger things for sure here angel let me show you real quick the
1: um the image from agents of shield mm-hmm. where it is ghost rider using this portal And it's pretty epic. I freaked out when I saw this.
0: Let's see it. Let's see it. Whoa. Dude, that Mm -hmm. does look like Doctor Strange's portal, bro. That's
1: it. That's it.
0: Dude, that's hype. Yeah. That's hype. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: It's time. Now now I got to watch Agents. It's time. (laughs) Dude, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, Tony says, we know Sam Raimi has been working with the creators of WandaVision. And we know Doctor Strange 2 will have horror elements. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's revealed Sam Raimi directed the basement scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would not be surprised either. Sam Raimi is a goat of horror. Whether mm-hmm. we're talking about the Evil Dead trilogy or we're talking about Drag me to hell, he is a goat of horror. I can't wait to see what he does with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I would totally believe it if he did direct that basement scene. Because, yeah. like I mentioned earlier, that basement scene felt like <laughs> David Fincher's basement scene in Zodiac. And, you know, who else could direct something like that? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, okay. the absolute GOAT.
1: Funny enough, it also similar to Prisoners, another Jake Joleneau film.
0: Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Where's Roger yeah, Deakins with Marvel? With. Come on now. I know, man. I can't wait till we get Deacons on a Marvel film. Hopefully that happens one day. (laughs) Hopefully it happens. The show no one asked for. (laughs) He's laughing. Cage is the greatest of all time now and forever. Now and forever. Completely agree. Watch Agents Angel. Where you at? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I got to get to it. I got to get to it.
1: For Daniel, it's been months of him saying that. For me,
0: it's been years saying that. Oh, man. Come on now. Marcella says they use the Ghost spirit to trick Ada and Dragger to hell. That's right. I don't want to spoil who has the writer in them. No, you don't want to spoil that. It's pretty amazing. Well, thank you, my friend. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. And if WandaVision is indeed going to reference Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I mean, that's just a treat for us all. <laughs> <laughs> just a treat for us all. But back to the basement scene, we get the big reveal of this episode. We get Agatha, Agnes revealing that she is Agatha Harkness, and she puts a spell on Wanda. Wanda gets a taste of her own medicine, the same medicine that she offered to Tony Stark when she put a spell on him in Age of Ultron, which I found this to be so heartbreaking because we all want Wanda. (laughs) to be safe man we all wanted to be safe but i loved knowing that the theory of agnes being agatha harkness came to fruition because like i mentioned earlier it probably means that Mm. other theories can be correct as well other theories like an ultron other theories like a mephisto reed Richards, spider-verse those theories can come to light because this one was correct and during this revelation here We got this iconic sequence where we got this beautiful musical number (laughs) where it kept saying it was Agatha all along. And Julius, I am not lying to you, man. (laughs) This song I have been singing every single damn second. I thought this reveal was brilliant. I love that we got a glimpse of her official look, which looks so scary. I love the purple on her. I love the 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 text here. She's basically the star of the show. This is Agatha's show here. She's the one that's been behind it all along. We got a glimpse of her here in episode two or three, I believe, during the magician, uh, the magician show. We got this scene here where she where she's either manifesting a quicksilver or she is controlling quicksilver. I think she is controlling quicksilver. Because why else would you manifest the Evan Peters Quicksilver? I think it would just be, yeah. I don't know. I think that would be such a missed opportunity. Nah, nah, nah. I think maybe she is, she's also a Nexus being herself. Plucking him out. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe, maybe she just plucked him from that universe. Maybe she's from that universe. Who knows? Maybe, you know, remember that scene where she's like, she's holding Sparky and she's like, and the kids reveal, hey, um, mom, you can just bring our dad back to life, right? And Agatha was like, you can do that? Well, maybe Agatha is is someone who cannot bring people back from the dead and had to pluck the 80s version of the Quicksilver to fit in this 80s version. That's what I think. Because if it's not X-Men, Quicksilver, Evan Peters, I think it would be a huge missed opportunity um, for sure. Mm. Uh, Well, what's funny Oh, sorry. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's not good. Uh, What's funny is why she did choose to go to a different universe where it's a different Quicksilver that looks so different rather than another one where it's the Aaron Taylor Johnson Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that needs some explaining if that is indeed the route that they're going in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: I I doubt she gave him those powers now. Yeah. Especially with that Nexus deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just... Again, it would be a missed opportunity. If mm-hmm. you could do it, if you have Evan Peters, if he gave you his time... Right. <laughs> maximize that time and utilize him as the Fox X-Men Quicksilver that we all know and love. Yeah. And I'm well, telling they... you, when when Vision <laughs> wakes him up, we better get a scene where he saves everybody. With where am I? Sweet dreams are made of this, yeah. And, and it's like the... Like old film rule. It's like if
1: you have a scene where you show a hammer and it's not used, that scene is a failure. Mm-hmm. Why'd you show the hammer? <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we also get to see the Agatha behind the camera here as <laughs> the Wanda little name. talking. Yep. <laughs> Wanda is talking here. And oh, man, what I found so chilling about that scene is Wanda's talking. She's like, yeah, I mean, I've lost everybody and all this stuff like that. And Agatha was like, have you ever thought maybe you deserve it? And, I mean, it just shows what kind of person we're dealing with. Somebody who just could care less about what Wanda's going through. She is a true villain. And it doesn't stop there, Julius. It doesn't stop there. hmm. Agatha also revealed that she was the one who killed Sparky, too. (laughs) And, And cackled like the witch that she was. Or that she is. And I'm telling you, it was when she revealed that she killed Sparky, I told myself, I need John Wick, and I need <laughs> I need him to end her now. <laughs> you're you're going to die in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, if you can go back to that director's chair photo, because you brought up the voice that says, do you ever? I thought it was a male guy, a, a male yeah. guy, a male voice. And yeah. what if that male voice is Ralph, in fact? Mm. It's like, finally, we heard Ralph or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good possibility. It Mm. could be. Or, you know, it could be Agatha just morphing her voice. voice, You know? Yeah. Which is also chilling as well. Someone. Also chilling. Um, And then we finally have a post-credit scene at the very end of this episode. For the first time, it caught us all off guard. We didn't see that coming. And what do we get in the post-credit scene? We get Evan Peters' best look as Quicksilver telling Monica... (laughs) (laughs) Snoopers go Snoop and it cuts to black. Here's what I thought about the post credit scene. I thought it was great. How we read it could be different. Could Evan Peters still be under Agatha's control? (laughs) Yes. Or could Evan Peters Quicksilver be out of it and also be snooping around like Monica trying to figure out what the hell is going on and how am I connected to this place here? I like the latter idea better. I I hope that in this moment, when Evan Peters is like Snoop is gone, Snoop. <laughs> I really hope that this is the Fox Quicksilver that we see come to light and reveal what the hell is going on here. Need to get hell out of here, <laughs> yeah. Julius. What did you make of this post credit scene? I think it is freaking
1: crazy. I was wondering where is he? Is he going to show up again? I really want him to show up again. I want something to tie him to his world. Um I agree with you that though it seems like he could be a henchman right now, it mm. would be cool if he somehow he got freed, somehow he got his memories back, he he's there to help maybe yeah. or some yeah, or maybe he's not even there to help, maybe he's just there to get some information cuz he doesn't know these people. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they're teasing the multiverse. Imagine a scene where it's him like like And Doctor Strange shows up. It's like opens a portal back to his world, you know, just just
0: gets right back home. You know, damn, that would be dope. Damn, that would be dope. Or if Quicksilver goes, hey, uh, Doc, hey, Doc, uh, hey, Doc, um, I know a few people. Uh Let's get some help. Let's get some help. (laughs) How dope would that be? Yeah. How dope? Because think about this. If Ultron's the villain. Oh, hey, hey, Hey Doc, uh, I'm, I'm gonna bring my dad in town. Can you uh, give me a lift? He brings Michael Fassbender's Magneto. <laughs> Magneto looks at Ultron and goes, "You kidding me? Are you <laughs> kidding me, bruh?" And we see Magneto crush Ultron like it's nothing. Yeah. And we get crazy. that, and we get that beautiful, beautiful family reunion of Wanda looking at a multiverse version of who you know her stepfather is in that universe the one who raised her and pietro she finds out in that moment wait this is your dad whoa i think that would be iconic magneto like this guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> of all people it's this yeah. guy oh, okay yeah.
0: <laughs> let's show you God. it's done i think that would be epic how epic would that be
1: yeah that would be a bit too epic
0: Yeah, man, I would love that so much. If you're gonna bring like,
1: dude, literally made a (laughs) medal. Come on, I know,
0: right? All right, guys. Before we conclude this episode, we're going to read the final comments here, and then we're going to take a quick break and then come back, give you some time to add any questions or thoughts you have, and we're gonna end the show with your questions, just like that. So this is gonna be a final call for questions here before we end the show. Let's get to some comments here. Tony in the chat says, It's been Agatha all along. The song High Key Slapped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, she it plays did, She played people really well, that actress. Oh, yeah. She just oh, revels yeah. in it. It's like Ian
1: McDermott yeah. as Emperor Palpatine. No, just, dude, like, I'm, I'm evil.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> dude, I, I, I said the other day, Catherine Hahn invented villains. She <laughs> was she was Doc Ock in Spider Verse, <laughs> yeah. and now she's Agatha Harkness in WandaVision MCU. Fantastic. She is eating up those MC- the Marvel roles, man, eating it up. Ugh. Oh. Asia Renee says, "What if she's disguising someone as Quicksilver? It'd be nuts, man. It'd be nuts." But I would like to see Magneto. (laughs) Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I would too. I'm just thinking to myself though, that's the big question though that we have. Yeah. Why that version? Mm -hmm. Why Evan Peters? Why? What's the point? Right. You know, why if you're not going to do anything more with it?
1: Especially if you're going to bring up this Nexus stuff. If you're going to bring up the idea of the multiverse eventually in other films. If you're really going to hone in on it. Yeah. It's got to be
0: something more, man. Totally. The ultimate right. crossover episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just says, the mailman is sus, though. Facts. Facts. Yeah. He is sus. He's, He's just can- showing up out of nowhere. He's like the mailman in Jingle All The Way, played by Simbad.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That's so true. The show no one asked for says, I'm on my way to Westview to avenge Spark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, same, man. That, that hella pissed me off. That hella pissed me off, man. That's
1: just wrong, man.
0: Yeah. And I oh. killed
1: Sparky, too. Yeah. yeah. Called 911
0: on here. Man, <laughs> Disturbance. Tony says, is gonna snoop. I need that on a shirt, too, man. Seriously. Oh, I know who's showing up. It's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Plot twist. Snoop Dogg is the engineer and the Luke level. <laughs> oh, man, please, please. With his music, too. And some good kush. Yeah, man. Oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> west Coast, West Side.
0: <laughs> west View, West Coast, West Side. It's uh, all connected. He just says, Tony, he's going to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. Uh, the show known as for says, 90s Marvel cartoons equals the original MCU. Yes. Mm. Yes. 100%. 94 Spider-Man. 90s X Men, hundred percent. Fantastic Four, Iron Man. Yeah, same quality. Yeah.
1: Well, they were they were uh, they connected eventually. Imagine they show up at some point and maybe in that Spider Verse film, the sequel they're getting. Man, wow. They're pulling from everywhere. Why not them? Yeah.
0: All right, guys, we're actually gonna end the show here with one more comment. It comes from Asia here, saying Lamau. Imagine the jokes Deadpool would have about. (laughs) <laughs> the WandaVision. Oh, I could only imagine. I, I could only imagine. I love Deadpool's jokes. I love his commentary. Um Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is just casting gold. He was destined to play Deadpool mm-hmm. and I cannot wait to see him implemented in the MCU. Maybe that's the Luke level cameo. Deadpool showing up. Maybe. That would be <laughs> su- that would be such a troll. Like that would be such a troll. <laughs> like action there man seriously but it would it would be funny because it's like yeah deadpool would just show up and and make everybody think that he's luke level and just troll everybody that is such a (laughs) dead Everyone started arguing man everyone thought it
1: was going to be this guy everyone thought it was going to be this guy no one thought me yeah
0: right oh man that's amazing Well, that concludes our show. Thank you all so much to those of you who watched and stayed from beginning to end, participated in the live chat. We appreciate every single one of you. Julius, before we close off here, where can the people find you?
1: You can find me right here on the Goat Movie Podcast, talking about whatever it is we talk about weekly
0: at this point. And we're just going to have more content up. That's exactly right, my friend. Tony here says Deadpool with the green lightsaber. <laughs> Dude, I would actually love this. I would love this. I would love this. I would love this. I would love it. I would love it. Give that to me. In a robe. In a robe. In a, in a robe, yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much. Everybody in the live chat, you are all incredible. For those of you who want to find me online, you can find me on YouTube. Just search the Goat Movie Podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. We have close to 7,000 subscribers and we want to get to 10,000 subscribers. So help us get there. Help us get to 10,000 subscribers. We can't wait to get there because you make this community the greatest of all time. You can Mm -hmm. find me on Twitter at Goat Movie Pod. Or my personal Twitter, at Blu-Ray Angel. Feel free to give me a follow and we will engage there and talk about movies, television, comics, pop culture, and everything that we're passionate about talking about. And be sure to hit that notification bell and never miss an episode of our content because we discuss everything here. And we will be discussing episode 8 and, of course, the finale of WandaVision. Do not miss out on the discussion. And please always share your thoughts with us. You are all incredible. My name is Angel. I'm Julius. And this is the Goat Movie Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching and have a beautiful night.